Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Russ M., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Thursday, January 28th, 2022. Today we're reading in the Big Book, and there's a solution. Page 18, the fourth paragraph, for one paragraph, but the ex-problem drinker. Today's readers are, for the 12 steps, Alice A, the, tra- the 12 Traditions, Kathy C, Reader of the Texas, Darlene H, um, Page 18, I got you confused. We're going to need somebody for the uh, for um, 164, but when we get to that, I think I, we're going to put Christina L there. I'm sorry about that. Newcomer greeter, KDG, and second hour host is Ken WH. So we have reference numbers for yesterday, the 27th of of um, July, 2022, and Wednesday, and they are the 7 a.m. meeting, 19,225. That's 19225. The 10 a.m. meeting is 19,226. So 19226. So a preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, have recovered com- from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating, compulsive food behaviors, and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive reader who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I now ask Alice A. to read the 12 steps. Thank you. This is Alice A. from Alabama, a grateful recovered compulsive eater. The 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. We admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly ask him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11, thought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him. 
praying only for our for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for allowing me to serve. Thank you, Alice. Next up is Kathy C. with the 12 Traditions. Good morning, Russ. Thank you. 12 Traditions. Number one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group would never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. My name is Kathy C. I'm a grateful recovered compulsive overeater from New York, and thank you for letting me do this service in July. Thanks, Kathy. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature and then stop and share what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Signalness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There's no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does does request that your sharing be directly linked to what we read. We're sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. So today, today's July 27th, not what I said previous, I'm sorry about that. July 27th, 2022, we are in, there's a solution. We're on page 18, the fourth paragraph, but the ex-problem drinker, 
ending with little or nothing can be accomplished. And I asked Darlene H. to read this. Good morning. Go ahead, Dar- this is Darlene. Yep. This yep. is Darlene H. Recovered compulsive eater in Georgia. But the ex-problem drinker who has found the solution, who is properly armed with the facts about himself, can generally win the entire confidence of another alcoholic in a few hours. Until such an understanding is reached, little or nothing can be accomplished. And when I, um, my experience with this particular paragraph is incredibly true. I uh, I have the experience of, of having, um, I call myself multiply addicted or um, have been in multiple programs. And, you know, I can't go to AA for my food addiction. A lot of what I hear in that meeting or those meetings or speaking with, with folks that have an issue with alcohol or an issue with drugs, don't necessarily have the same issue with food as I have. I can't go to a nutritionist, or I haven't been able to, somebody else may have, been able to go to a nutritionist and say, hey, this is what happens when I eat this food. My experience has been, well, you can just just have a little, you'll be fine. You know, just make sure you only follow. And so I can't get from them the experience that I seek in these rooms from people who have have the same affliction that I have, who have experience that I need in order to stay, to get and to stay uh, abstinent and then recovered in the sunlight of the spirit with, with a power greater than myself. And fortunately for me, I have had that experience of coming to these rooms and whether it's been in weekends or conventions or meetings one-on-one, uh, I always find that a conversation, a one-on-one, or like I said, those other things with others, um, I get the understanding. I get the uh, the experience of somebody else of how they've dealt with this in such a way that I feel like I'm home. And that's the beauty of of our program and of this particular meeting. I understand completely what you all are putting out there, and it applies to me. Um, Until then, and unless then, um, it doesn't work. And I have lived all over the place, and there have been plenty of places that I've lived that there haven't been OA meetings, and I, I have felt very thirsty for the help and understanding of another food addict, so I'm incredibly grateful for this meeting that doesn't matter where I am in the world, I have a place to come to and uh, hear the solution. So that's my share, and I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Darlene. So now we're going to open up the, the line for sharing, and you know, although we value your experience, we ask that you live in your share every third day. So if you if you shared on Tuesday or Wednesday, please step back with other fellows share. So who would like to share on uh, page 18? Linda, Jaden, Katie, 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 Katie
Linda D, Jen A, Katie G, Christina L. Who else? Christina L. Linda D. Reva P. Linda. Linda and Reva. Linda D. And Reva P. Who else? It's a pretty good list, but who else wants to jump in? All right. So we got, I already had, uh, I got Linda D first, actually. Linda D, Jen A, Katie G, Christina L, Reva P. Linda, you're up. Good morning. It's Linda D from Connecticut. Can you hear me? Loud and clear. You know, my experience is entirely different from the other person. I'm also in AA, and in AA I learned to be um, a street fighter, to fight for my life, um, although they didn't know about food addiction. Uh, I owe my life to Overeaters Anonymous, particularly uh, the Visions meeting, because it's so abundantly clear from that meeting and from the um, testimony of the people who've been doing it for a long time that with the right information, which is crystal clear uh, in uh, the visions meeting, which is simply a um, very healthy meeting of OA, that um, there is precise um definitions of abstinence and how to keep it and how to grow, how to grow in a relationship with God. And um, it's an amazing experience to be recovered, be recovered for a a number of years and still at times have to fight for your life because I've been in one of those for several months out of a lack of information about how to live. A simple thing like how to use a computer, which three-year-olds know how to use. Um, It can present a lack of information about uh, daily life, can present a situation that is life-threatening. You wouldn't think so, but it can, and it did. And I can negotiate my way through it with the help of all of you. And I am and I have. I I have a remarkable relationship with God that keeps growing and a relationship with people that keeps growing. It's it's an experience you don't want to miss because you get to save your life. You get to have a life, a life that's worth living, a life that's not self-destructive. I live in a world, we all live in a world that's going through a lot of convulsions uh, globally. I live in a world where people die every day from no food. I I know what that feels like, um, but not the way they do. Babies dying all over the world from lack of food. This is a luxury problem in some ways, but it is a problem that is defined by being dishonest about being self-destructive. 
So I need to be honest about being self-destructive. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Linda. Next up is Jen A. Followed by Katie G. Hi, Rod. This is Jackie A. from Connecticut. Oh. Uh, I had... I had I actually had Jen in there, but Jackie, we could okay. we could throw you in down at the bottom. You got it. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Hey, Russ. We, good morning. It's Jen A. Uh, <laughs> recovered here in Colorado. Um, one day at a time. Thank you, God, for this, your grace and mercy on my life. And I love how we're reading, and there's a solution. You know, the doctor's already told us that he's powerless over our disease. He can drive the drunk out, but he can't keep him sober, right? My therapist, we read yesterday, she can listen to all my problems and give me great tools in order to help me. Um, and she would tell me, you know, break one little square apart on each chocolate bar, freeze them in the freezer, and only eat them in moderation. You know, and I read a book, um, Eating with Moderation. <laughs> um, <laughs> It didn't work, <laughs> not for a compulsive overeater, anorexic restrictor like me. Um, and then my family, you know, they could try and say, hey, Jenny, you're such a pretty girl. If you'd only lose weight, you know, everybody tried. But it wasn't until I was properly um, approached by someone who was properly armed, is what it says, right, with a solution. And that's what we're talking about. There's not multiple solutions to this problem. There's an A in there, A solution. And until I got to this program and until people around the rooms for me started saying, this is my experience, and they started sharing their hope with me, I thought, oh, my God, maybe there is something. And you told me that I had an allergy in the body and the twist in the mind, and I'm like, what? Never heard that before. I just, you know, thought I had a problem. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know that it was, like, diagnosable. But then you shared your experience, strength, and hope with me, and more importantly, you shared the solution. And it wasn't in the slogans, and it wasn't in the tools. They're all great. Don't get me wrong. But the deal is you shared the steps with me. And I didn't just read the steps on the wall, right? I actually took action, and I did those steps. I took those steps. Organically, it just happened. One and two were in my car. Three was at the AA meeting. That's where I recovered. You know, it doesn't matter. I, it didn't matter to me what room I was in as long as they were opening up a big book of Alcoholics Anonymous and the 12 and 12, and they were speaking truth and, and shedding love and light. And that's how I recovered. And that's how I continue to recover today, you know, living the steps today. That's my solution, turning to God on a daily basis. So if you're here today, and it's your first Overeaters Anonymous meeting, welcome home. That's what we say here. This is where you will hear people cry out and say, you know what? I don't know how to do this. I can't put the food down. I can't stop vomiting. I can't stop over-exercising. I'm underweight. I'm overweight. I'm fucking miserable. Oh, excuse me. And so when you hear that, then you will say, ha-ha, I'm just like you. And I love those conversations with newcomers. And they say, oh, and I go, yeah, me too, me too. Or you're standing in front of someone uh, and you feel like a bobblehead. So welcome to Overeaters Anonymous. There is a solution, and we've got it. If you want it, call us. Thanks. I'll pass. Thanks, Jen. Next up is Katie G, followed by 
Christina O. Good morning, everyone. This is Katie G. I am a compulsive eater, exercise bulimic, anorexic, and, and welcome home. Uh, Vision for You is a healthy overeaters anonymous meeting, and it's the first place I ever called home and why there was a woman and women who stood before me and they were beautiful. And I don't just mean like their exterior. I mean, they, they glowed and they were properly armed with facts. Now they weren't properly armed with facts to fight me. They weren't properly armed with facts to lecture me, to tell me what to do, to boss me around. They were there to tell me, yeah, you know what, Katie, I I had to put exercise down for a year. I had to put 10 pounds on, 12 pounds on. I was dying in the rooms of Overeaters Anonymous, and now I'm not. And, and their truth, they're speaking from the truth, again, not to fight me, but just complete honesty, won the entire confidence of me. Now, this italicized writing is a little bit excited for me because it says when the entire confidence, like all my honesty, all my trust in a few hours. That's a little enthusiastic. I'm a little more hard-headed. I think it took me at least a month. And when I first was in OA, I went through like 25 sponsors. So I'm, I'm you know, thanks be to God. For those of you who it just takes a few hours, that's awesome. But when that understanding is reached, that complete honesty, there's nothing that can hold me back, right? There's nobody, you know, people that I love talk to me about they're sharing their entire honesty, where they have struggled and, and what their solution is, what, the, what, the, um, what is saving their life today, the one solution of putting this stuff down and going to God, and they're doing it from a place of humility and love. The women who started this meeting, there are newcomers on this line, and you don't know who they are. What an honor. What an honor to trudge with men and women who give back of themselves so greatly that they're not looking for credit but they understand and are modeling for me this egotistical woman who wants to take over Overeaters Anonymous and tell you I'm the best, right? They're wanting to teach me, Katie, go this way. You're lost. You, I am your shepherd. You are, are my sheep. Go this way. Stay away from there. I've been there. You don't want to go there. Come to me. There is a solution. You are home and you don't have to die. What a miracle. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Katie. So before Christina jumps on, if you got on the line a little later, um, we are in There is a Solution, page 18, the fourth paragraph, but the ex-problem drinker. And we're just reading that paragraph. So Christina's up, followed by Reba. Good morning, Ross. Thanks for your service. This is Christina Allen, recovered compulsive overeater from Florida and definitely not cured. Um, This paragraph um, highlighted as a promise in my big book, and next to it, you know, one of my sponsors had said, this is a description of a sponsor who knows what they're talking about. Um, 
paraphrasing. I don't think that's exactly how it says it. But anyways, uh, it really brought me back to when, um, you know, I went through the steps with um, with a recovered sponsor from this from this meeting. And, you know, the big book was cracked open to me. And, you know, things came to life of, you know, who I was, um, why I had been doing the things that I had been doing with the food, um, why the food kept being a problem for me, you know, the allergy of the body, the obsession of the mind, um, being of service to those who are still sick and suffering, and um, just who I was, my my character defects that were getting in the way. And, you know, when I uh, came in, I, I didn't really know what my character defects were. I didn't think that I had any. <laughs> and... Um, you know, going through these steps and putting down the food, you know, that was the first requirement. You know, I had to put all the substances down and just coming to understand um, what this book is telling me and what I need to do, that there is a solution if I just follow these steps, um, that I'm going to get what everybody else got. And I was so terrified to sponsor before um, I didn't want to sponsor. It's filled with selfishness and, and, and self-centeredness. I didn't, I didn't want to do that. But when um, my sponsor took me through the steps and, you know, I started to understand, you know, I couldn't wait to sponsor. And I'll never forget, she, um, it's funny, I've been sharing this story a lot lately. Um, she texted me and I was at work one day and uh, I don't remember where we were at. It was probably in the middle of working with others or something and we weren't quite through with it yet and uh she texted me and she said so are you ready to sponsor and you know it, i you know i got this like butterflies in my stomach like oh my gosh no um i'm like and i knew that i would never ever be ready to sponsor but i knew that i had a higher power that i could rely on because before i was just relying on myself you know i wanted to say exactly what my sponsors always said and it was like I was trying to memorize a script, and um, I just knew that my higher power was going to be there and guiding me through it, and that, you know, yes, I was ready to sponsor because I couldn't wait to share with others what I had learned, um, and I'm just very grateful for that experience, and um, with that, I'll pass. Thanks for letting me share. Thanks for your service, Russ. And Thanks, Christina. <laughs> Appreciate it. So next up, we have Reba P. followed by Jackie A. Good morning. I'm Reva P., grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in uh, Toronto. Um, winning the confidence, winning my confidence. So confidence is the feeling or belief that one can rely on someone or something. Firm trust, feeling certain feeling certain about the truth, about the truth of something. So um, I had professionals who had a lot of research backing them up, giving me lots of data-informed um, information about my disease. Um, I had people who were... Lost your Eva. Star one, I think you got muted. Okay, I'm back. Um, there you yeah, are. So I had, we got 
lots of professionals and, and, and problem eaters talk about the problem, but they didn't win my confidence. They didn't win my trust. I didn't really believe firmly um, in what they were saying because I tried what they said and it totally didn't work for me. I could not have everything in moderation. Um, so the X, X problem drinker, that means the recovered um, compulsive overeater, the recovered person who has found this solution and is armed with the facts. And what are the facts? You know, when I heard that I had the allergy to certain foods, ingredient, ingredients, and behaviors, that was such, that was, that, that changed my world. That changed my world. Um, I kept trying to have things in moderation and it didn't work. Um, yeah, so when I heard about the twofold nature of this disease, um, the allergy of the body, and that even when the food was down, I could be a crazy white knuckled dry drunk without using the steps and, and you know, having a spiritual solutioning and accessing power, that changed my world. Um, and that won my confidence and understanding, you know, I was never judged or blamed here. Um, I had so much shame when I came in and I was understood because the X problem overeater has done what I've done, thinks the way I think, um, eats the way I ate and isn't doing it anymore. And you know, this was true when I came in and to this day, every time I share a step 10 or talk to another fellow and I get feedback an understanding is reached and I have confidence um, in getting back on the beam and being right with myself, with God and with others. Um, so it worked at the very beginning and it works right now, um, you know, sharing with recovered people and, and just staying on the path. And uh, with that, I pass. Thanks, Reva. Next up is Jackie A and then we'll uh, pick another list. Like I'm learning now because some people really judge 
you understand exactly what I'm saying, and and I can literally help them develop a treatment plan that, you know, for the rest of their life, they're going to be focusing on this. And so that can happen within a couple minutes, or that can, like I said, just never happen. And and it, it has bothered me, and I've done 10 steps on it, where, like, my fellow clinicians will say, you know, I reassess this person, and, and they don't have a problem. They don't have this problem, and you don't have a right to to say that on their treatment record because that follows them. And and so I understand that also and have to have had that insight that I may be more sensitive to, to eating disorders and, and to compulsive eating and especially being like a type 3 one or type 1, 2, 3 in the big book. Like, you know, I have to really look at that. Like, where am I imposing my experience on someone else and trying to say, you're a lot like me, aren't you? Like, you've done what I've done, so you have to be like me. And, it, and it, I'm grateful for the instructions in the big book that it says only the person can really honestly identify for themselves. And if they are going to be wishy-washy with it, like how I was, how I stepped out of OA and then back into OA, that's their journey. And it's not my right, whether a professional or an individual, to tell someone this is who you are and this is what you need to do to clean it up. And, and I'm Sorry. really grateful for God. Thank you so much, everybody. I, I, yeah. Thanks, Jackie. So we're going to take another list. We're in There's a Solution, page 18, the fourth paragraph, only that paragraph. So who would like to share on that? Melissa S. Okay, Melissa. Donna S. Donna Plenty of time, plenty of space. Mary um, M. So I got Mary, and there was a man there. Tom A. Tom A. Mary M. Tom. And I, let's take one more. Lee H. All right, that's a pretty good list. I think we'll be right around time then. Melissa, Donna, Mary, Tom, and Lee. Melissa, you're up. Star one, Melissa. Hello, is this Melissa S? Yep. My turn. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Hi, everybody. Um, so what sticks out to me here is the idea of um, it says such an understanding is reached until the understanding is reached. Well, understanding of what? Um, and I think it's the entire competence of another compulsive overeater. So do I understand the confidence that they have in the solution they found? And I think back when this was written, it was really, there was not as big of a fellowship and meetings. It was really going out and finding that one other struggling person and just having it one-on-one. But even sitting on my couch in the food, I can look out and see OA working. And like, I can see the people um, getting free. Um, and so even before I talked to a person, I had a little confidence in the, in, in this program because there were people there, there were people showing up to it, getting recovered. And I remember, um, when I talked to my first few outreach calls, the lady saying, yeah, I, I mean, I haven't had cake in 15 years and me just thinking, 
what? What? How could you eat like me and that be possible? And so it's not even just like the sponsor sponsee confidence. It's just the confidence of all the collective recovered people in OA that, that have win me over to the fact that this thing can work. And the other thing um, that I, I'm reminded of here is that the ex problem drinker who has found the solution. So if I want to be able to give this away to anybody new, I need to be in the solution, living these um, principles and the steps every day. And that is my work. And I've heard said that um, the work is hard, but the pay is good. And with that, I'll pass. All right, Melissa, thank you. Next up is Donna F. followed by Mary M. Good morning. My name is Donna. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in New Jersey. And it's really, I'm really happy to be on the line. And what happened for me was I found such a peace and calmness in my sponsor's voice. And I really wanted that. I wanted the transformation. I wanted to be at peace with myself, which I never had in my life, being in any kind of OA. I was really attracted to this program, of uh, this OA vision line, and it really saved my life. My life has changed. I became a different person. Um, I like who I'm becoming. And with my sponsor said that this is a big book, and this is a textbook that needs to be studied. And I wanted the transformation so bad because I wanted to get better. And um, when I learned certain things about myself and the big thing um, about the allergy, that was mind-blowing for me. I never knew I kept putting myself in the allergy and the obsession of the mind. And um, that changed for me. And I became so willing. I came in here as a newcomer, and um, I just set aside everything I knew about any other fellowships, and, um, and that's how I got better. <clears throat> Excuse me, my voice a little scratchy. And um, thank you all. Um, you've really helped save my life. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Mary. Oh, it's Donna. I'm sorry. It's Donna. Next up is Mary. Thanks, Donna. Good morning. My name is Mary. I'm from Chicago. Um, thank you, Russ, for your service and uh, everybody that has shared. I don't know um, how much more I could add. Um, I am so passionate about this paragraph. I think this is so important. Um, these little squiggly lines, um, I was told are really important. Um, I, this is, uh, this is all about working with, uh, with somebody else, working with a newcomer, working with somebody else may, that may not be new, but, uh, that, uh, is suffering. And, you know, I know that, um, you know, I found a solution for today. Um, and when I'm working with somebody else, my message has to have depth and weight. Um, and I am armed with the facts about myself. Um, and when I'm armed with facts about myself, when I have clarity, um, I, uh, you know, it, you know, what comes from the heart goes to the heart. And I have passion about how, um, you know, how I could be stuck in the disease, but yet there's a solution. And um, 
um, yeah, and until that understanding is reached, little or nothing can be accomplished. I have to be able to um, give a message of clarity about how um, I have the obsession and the phenomenon of craving. And um, and like Jen A said, um, you know, uh, is you know, if I can get that me too, um, I um, you know what my other phone is ringing, so sorry for the confusion. That's all I have. Thank you. All right, thank you, Mary. Next up is Tom A, followed by Lee H. Hi, this is Tom A, a recovery compulsive eater. Uh, thanks for the opportunity to share. Uh, uh, I guess I've learned a few lessons over the years about this <laughs> paragraph. Uh, uh, the first is that uh, I have to be convinced myself. Uh, if I don't have this understanding, uh, I can't pass it on. And I'm reminded as I read this about uh, in the AA 12 and 12, uh, Bill Wilson writes that in the first line of the first sentence, first step, who cares to admit complete defeat? Practically no one. And uh, important for me to remind that, remind myself of that, that I, that I have to keep admitting complete defeat, not partial defeat. I've, in a way, had a number of times when I was willing to admit I was a sugar addict, but uh, I wasn't so sure that I had other problems. And the vision meetings have been helpful to me and just helping me to deepen my understanding of my warped mind and mental obsession, physical compulsion. Uh, a sponsor said to me that I would get plenty of chances to carry the message. This wouldn't always be to the people that I thought I should carry it to. I have a sister and a daughter who struggled all their lives with uh, eating and weight issues. And it's just sometimes painful to be around them and listen to them talk about their pain and then continue to talk about how they see food as their solution. And uh, what I learned from that is that uh, unless they ask me or unless they want to talk about it, I don't talk about it. Uh, and I do more harm than good. I've strained the relationships in the past and now I have more loving relationships with them because I don't bring it up until they, uh, unless they say so, and neither one of them have said anything to me at this point. Uh, there are other people though that, that plenty of opportunities for the 12, 12 step if I go to meetings and, and uh, make myself available and sponsor people. It's a wonderful opportunity. And, and uh, you know, we're all many and varied. And there there are some things we have in common. But uh, my experience is not everybody else's. And so I need to just uh, let my higher power guide me and in, in how I uh, try to communicate this understanding and let go of the results uh, you know that some people I can carry the message to and some people I can't and some people are ready and, and it's all about grace and gift and I was given the grace when I first came to OA to ignore the fact that my sponsor kept talking about God all the time I was angry at God and I just ignored it it didn't bother me uh, I was given the grace and somebody said to me you might want to try vision after I'd been in away for uh, 30 some years to try vision try something new and so i'm grateful that 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 there is the gift uh the grace and i just thought my job is to be willing 
Thanks for letting me share. Thanks, Tom. Next up is Lee H. And I think we're going to have some more time. Good morning, uh, Russ. This is Lee H. I'm a compulsive overeater, grateful to be here on the line from Tennessee. And uh, I think for me, it was that my attitude was in such a mess. And I didn't realize that it was what was blocking me from learning anything new. Um, and I kept hearing on the line just how recovery works, how people had been recovered and were recovered and were staying recovered. Um, and so it took me several, you know, times going around with the 12 steps, learning more and more about myself and just seeing how terribly self-centered I was. And uh, this last time around, I, I just was willing. I was willing to do whatever I was told to do. And this was a person I wouldn't normally have been attracted to, but I believe my higher power sent me this person to show me just how unselfish she was in spending time with me. And um, I just, there's a poem about how, you know, we put our hands in the hand of a, of a sponsor and then we can let go and reach out and take the hand of our higher power. And that poem meant so much to me. I don't understand how it works, and I'm not even going to try, but it worked for me, and I'm just so grateful to be where I am now, neutral around food. I don't even think about it anymore, and I really have a desire to work with other people and help them to get the peace that I've been given but thanks so much for letting me share. I'll pass. Thanks, Lee. So we have, uh, I think we could do three shares. Pete, so Pete. who would like to share? Oh, well, I guess we're going to do Pete. Anita L. Who else? Anita L. Right, Anita. Brenda Kim A. Um, Brenda. Did I, did I hear... Brenda H. So we're going to see if we can get to everybody. Pete, you are up. Start one, Pete. Thanks, Russ. Appreciate your service. My name is Pete B. I'm a compulsive overeater recovered today by God's grace and mercy. And now, uh, you know that, that what I just said, God's grace and mercy, there's a lot of us talk about grace and you know um grace my understanding of the word is that it is an unmerited gift an unmerited gift nothing i earned or nothing i did um uh you know we, you, can, you can't track back the life i'm living based upon the way that i live i was grace i got an unmerited gift Right, and you know, it's funny. I, I got that gift. Uh, that gift came from 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 my Creator, from the God of my understanding, and they, they removed the merciless obsession to put these substances that I knew I couldn't handle to stop putting them in my system and, and causing this abnormal reaction. Right. Now, 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 you know, this power He could have given this gift to anybody. Could have given it to you know lawyers, doctors, loved ones. 
but he gave this gift to a sick and suffering individual. He gave me this gift, this unmerited gift, right? And, and I believe that the reason why I had this gift is because I've had this experience, I can relate that experience to another individual, right? So it's not about, it's not about what I could go get or where I have to go to get what I have to, what I need. I get what I need from the sick and suffering, not from the recovered individual. Because I bring my experience, strength, and hope that I have, I have suffered the same kind of incomprehensible demoralization as a result of putting these substances in my body, and I can relate to it, and I put them down, and I don't use them anymore, and I'm evidence that by doing so, you can have a life beyond your wildest dreams. It's not easy. It's not difficult to win the confidence of compulsive overeaters. I, I got confidence from Jack LaLanne, from Weight Watchers. I got all, uh, you know what I mean? Like, it's, we're super, super gullible. I used to drink sauerkraut juice. It's not difficult to win the confidence of a, of a, of a compulsive overeater at all, the entire confidence. Empty my wallet, my bank account for plastic surgery and gurus and all those different things, right? Dump it all in. Right? What, this, what this paragraph speaks to me is my responsibility to be a recovered member of Overeaters Anonymous so that I can have an impact on the life of another person suffering from this condition. Right? The facts about the condition, it's fatal, it's progressive, and it's incurable. There's no treatment for it. Reach around calls and meetings do not treat the disease of compulsive overeating. Abstinence doesn't treat the Sorry. disease of compulsive overeating. Abstinence gives me relief, and that's all we get. And by doing this, by doing what we're responsible for doing, that relief continues to come. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks, Russ. Thanks, Pete. Next up is Anita L., followed by Brenda H. I think we're going to get uh, – we'll see where, where we end off with Anita. If you take – if you each take a minute and a half, that would be great. Okay. Wow, that's hard for me, Ross. So you're going to have to. Or two minutes. Me. Two minutes. Actually, two minutes. I'm sorry. <laughs> two minutes apiece. Okay. Go Hi. Good morning, everybody. This is Anita L. from uh, outside of Philadelphia. Um, and I am living in the solution today. The only solution to uh, my power. For today, I can surrender and be there and, um, you know, live as my higher power would have me be. Um, and that is what I share with others. And then I share, you know, how I've changed due to living in these steps. And um, I don't have to try and win anything from anybody. All I have to do is share my experience, strength, and hope. And yesterday I was with my husband. Um, we went to visit my mom who lives in New Jersey. So we have like an hour and a half ride. And along the way, driving and coming back, I did four good deeds yesterday. And my husband said, you don't have to do that. And I said, I do. I do. I'm, I want to change 
and to be loving and giving to others. And that is part of what I'm learning as the solution because I'm walking with my higher power today. And thank you, God, I'm learning to trust deeper in my higher power instead of making the food that higher power. And I am neutral with the food today thanks to working the 12 steps. And by step 10, it, it, it promises me, my higher power promises me, if I do the, the work, I will be free. And now I can live in the fourth dimension, feeling that inner peace and serenity that is what I crave, not the food. I want to be free today. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thanks, Anita. That's awesome time there. So, Brenda, we're going to have time for you. You could do two minutes. This is Brenda Brenda H. from Michigan. Um, I would just like a little share here. Um, You know, I need to be right in, in, in my program to make sure that I can help others. And uh, it was about uh, six months ago, I attended uh, one of my friend's uh, daughter's uh, 50th year celebration. And I was there, and uh, I'd seen another person that was suffering, and I was just praying to God that, you know, that I could help her. And during that time, you know, I was just asking God to give me, you know, the strength to uh, be able to say the right thing. But I didn't have to say the right thing. Uh, that person called me and asked me what would I doing. And, you know, it's about uh, being transparent. So I was transparent with her and just really honest and told her, it, you know, it was a struggle for me at first. And so I'm just grateful for all the, the shares today. I don't know uh, if I'm saying the things over and over again that other people have shared because I'm working. I can know you can hear the background noise. But I just want to say thank you to all the people who, who have given us greatness. You know, I, I, I'm just so I'm so um, glad to be on the line today because that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to be givers. We're supposed to be doers for others. And uh, with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Awesome. Perfect timing. Brenda, you're going to be our last share. We thank everyone who shared uh, today. And please join us for a second unrecorded hour so immediately closing uh, this meeting. And uh, thanks for bearing with me today. I was a little bit of a train wreck. but So today's share ID, and that's Thursday, July 28th, 2022. That's 19,232, 19232. We'll now close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will, Christi- will Christina L., please read, our book is meant to be suggestive only. Good morning. Um, Again, our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. 
We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.